It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Laurie Pinkowski. Laurie is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. Um, we'll find out what kind of week it's been. Good morning, Laurie. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good, thank you. Um, there were a couple of holidays here, so how busy were the markets this week? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you have a short trading week uh, like this, uh, it's to be expected. Markets are fairly flat today, slightly in the red. But really looking at the first half of the year, the NASDAQ closed out its biggest first half gain since 1983, surging over 30%. The S&P 500 jumped nearly 16% for its best half since 2019. The Dow and the TSX, 6 and 4% uh, for the first half of the year. So everything was, was quite positive. But what's interesting is when you're looking at some of these indices is to really understand where did those gains come from? Because it wasn't across the board. Um, obviously, technology led uh, really six stocks out there, uh, kind of carried the S&P 500 up, uh, some of those being uh, Facebook and Google and um, a few others out there. And so really looking at what brought it up is really important. And it's important to think about active management as well. Um, just thinking about, you know, what sectors do you want to be in? You know, we've got Carnival and Facebook, two of the top performing stocks this year, year to date, um, you know, and taking profits along the way also is important because no sector remains on top forever. Uh, and I think that's important when uh, looking at how this year's performed. And, and also, so, you know, for those that sold out last year, right, some people get nervous and sell out during panic situations, wondering how could the market uh, recover? Well, again, this is showing people and showing investors that markets can uh, recover and be resilient uh, in the face of higher interest rates is, is what we've really seen. Okay, so we've seen some things that are taken off there. Would you say resilient is a good word to use? Yeah, you know, when we take a look at the economy, the economy has been resilient. We see unemployment uh, numbers still very low. Uh, we're going to be getting jobs reports out of both Canada and, and the U.S. this Friday. And we see inflation is trending lower. I mean, you look at in Canada, we're at 3.4% year over year. Uh, that was reported for the month of May. Um, and one of the biggest contributors to Canadian inflation has really been mortgage interest rate costs. And that's kind of self-inflicted, right? The Bank of Canada has been raising rates. So they know that's part of the equation. But if you strip out mortgage interest rate uh, costs, uh, that component from Canada's CPI, uh, it's really sitting at 2.5% for May. And so that's back within that Bank of Canada range of that 1% uh, to 3%. So their job is kind of done. The idea is, is that they could still raise rates another quarter point. Um, in the U.S., again, we're going to be uh, taking a look at the, the minutes they're due today. Uh, we're going to find out what was the debate around the pause the last time and, and try to shed some light on what's going to happen going forward. There's consensus they could raise another quarter point, uh, but that would be it at that time. So, again, you know, it's always very interesting to see what these central banks are thinking, what they're doing. Uh, and, you know, it's, uh, it's important to understand uh, how resilient the economy has been. And, and many companies out there are still thriving in this environment. And that's why you're seeing markets move higher. Okay, so the, it's so interesting because you're right, that requires, I think, a little bit of an in-depth discussion about what's happening in the markets. And I wonder, are we sometimes reluctant to do that, even with our partners, to have that money discussion? 
Yeah, you know, I, I'm often sitting across the table from couples, and uh, I will tell you that most do not have the same opinion on money or investments or portfolios. Um, you know, it's important to, to have that third party or that relationship with a financial advisor to really kind of get it out of them, to start talking in front of you, uh, because often people are, aren't having that conversation together. And, you know, it's really important to talk openly with your partner about, you know, your your dreams, your worries, and, and, and again, that makes it easier for a financial advisor because like I said often two people are not always on the same page in terms of investments and uh, and goals for retirement and so on okay but you have to learn to do it though don't you it's like a habit that you almost have to get into it is. And you want to, you know, you want to be casual about it. Um, you know, mention that you'd like to talk about money before dive into hard hitting questions, uh, you know, to feel how your, your partner is responding to what you're saying, I think is important too. Uh, and some of those, uh, you know, really important topics would be, you know, how comfortable uh, are you with, with risk, for example, you know, whether that's buying an investment property, whether that's, uh, you know, how you're going to allocate your investment portfolio. You know, there's some people that don't bat an eyelash when uh, markets are, are volatile, where, you know, maybe the other spouse uh, can't sleep at night. And so it's important as an advisor to understand the difference in people, their relationship with money um, and how they communicate about that. Because some people don't even want to admit that they might be uh, anxious about volatility. And so it's important for an advisor to to really hear what people are saying and not just listen uh, to the words that are coming out of their mouth. And again, financial goals, I think this is important, whether it be short term or long term for retirement. Um, you know, what lifestyle do people want to live? Some people spend more. Some people are heavy spenders. Some people are very frugal. And, you know, even though opposites attract, Simi, um, you know, it's important to, you know, understand how opposite they are and, uh, and come to some sort of, uh, you know, uh, resolution to that, uh, have a resolution to that, I should say. Um, you know, if one person spends more than the other, you know, have separate bank accounts, one for spending, you know, as long as, you know, it's within reason and within uh, your budget and your financial plan. And again, having, you know, that kind of discussion on a regular basis too, and, and about retirement. Some people like to travel, some people don't. Some people like to spend time at their cottage and read a book and others want to, you know, explore Paris and Africa. And my advice to those uh, couples uh, is to really um, take a look at uh, spending time separately sometimes. If you want to go explore Africa on your own, then then go do it because sometimes resentment can build if uh, they're not on the same page about retirement goals. Oh, that's a really good point too. So I wonder if it's easier than Lori for them to have their their financial person kind of with them to have those difficult discussions, right? Like maybe a bit of a buffer is needed. Yes, I, I'm often the buffer, I will say. I'll bet you um, are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and even sometimes even having private discussions with one of the spouses, you know, uh, is important uh, on my side. And, and, you know, another one that comes up often is legacy planning, right? So, you know, in terms of uh, children and inheritance, you know, some, uh, some, you know, one spouse may think it's really important uh, to give a whole lot to their children and the other spouse thinks that they, their children should get minimal <laughs> amounts and, and more towards retirement. And so usually couples are not really talking about that at the dinner table, right? And so having that third party, having that financial advisor uh, or accountant or whoever you feel, you know, comfortable with to really bring that out of you and have 
have that open conversation because, um, you know, the more you're able to talk to your, sp- your spouse, your partner uh, about, you know, financial things, uh, the easier it's going to be for the both of you in the long term. And that's a good thing. All right, Lori, thank you so much for the advice this morning. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great week. You too. That is Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. And you know what? It's She's absolutely right. Sometimes you do need that buffer there to have some of those difficult conversations, even with your partner, especially when you're talking about something like money. So you know what? You can contact Lori's team at 604-695-LORI. You can also visit their website at pinkowski.ca.